<laughs> Hello, this is Brian Boteller from the Gospel Rescue Mission, welcoming you to another one of our podcasts, another one of our videos, however you might be watching this or hearing this um, this program, and we're just glad that you're here for the ride. So, um, wanted to talk about something that we've talked about before, which is three categories of homeless population within the homeless community around our our areas in our parks in our in our streets um, the first category is a group that we're dealing with already at the gospel rescue mission and that's a group that we are able to leave homeless uh, homelessness able to leave it want to leave it they're mentally and physically capable of doing so these are the people that I think make great gospel rescue mission candidates and with whom we do a really great job already at helping them get back and reintegrate into society there are there's another group that uh, is is hard to acknowledge that they're there sometimes it's the group that um, Really just, they're able to leave homelessness, they're capable of doing it, but they don't want to. There's too many free things, there's too many free drugs, there's too much that irresponsibility to leave behind, and those guys, we're going to have to figure out what to do with them through our law enforcement and city councils and all that kind of stuff. But there's a third type of homeless person, and, and that type is somebody who is incapable of leaving homelessness for a variety of reasons. Um, one might be because they just require uh, assisted living, really. They, what they need is medically assisted uh, uh, living. They need constant monitoring and constant somebody to constantly check in on them. Um, that That's a place that we need to figure out how to get them into those medically assisted uh, facilities and, and fund that. Uh, another group would be those who are just too mentally broken. They're gonna. They're, what they really need to do is have their uh, power of attorney removed from them, and they need to be cared for in some kind of an institution where they're just looked after and made made to do well um, for the rest of their days. But there's a third group in this group um, that I think that we have an opportunity to do some real good in, and that's those who are homeless, um, but they're there because really they're finances haven't kept up with the cost of living, uh, particularly with regard to the housing market. And so for many of them, they're on a, a low fixed income. They're unable to compete in, a, in a, the job market around them. They're not going to raise their quality of, of income to match the, the competitive market of our housing and, and you know all the other things that go along with that. And that's exactly who I think we have an opportunity to address and help through a project called Mission View Village. Now, if you haven't heard about Mission View Village, um, we have already got a, a great little video clip for you, a little podcast. Listen along and check this out. This is about Mission View Village. Consider a story that is happening every day in our community. A woman on Social Security lives alone with her dog in her car on our streets. Because she earns far less than the going rate for rent, she has nowhere else to go. Her age and her health prevent her from acquiring a job that would boost her into a better income bracket, not to mention how hard it would be on her dog to be left in the car for long hours at a time. Twice in the last year, she's been assaulted and robbed when she attempted to use a public restroom at a local park. As you would imagine, well, she's afraid to sleep 
afraid to leave her car, afraid for her dog, and has become afraid of the encroaching reality that she cannot keep up this way of life for very long. Unfortunately, her story is not unique as she and many like her are facing changing social and economic conditions that were impossible to predict or prepare for with a fixed income. Like so many of the aging population in our community, they are facing a crisis to survive. What if there was a different solution? Mission View Village just may be the solution they're looking for. The concept of Mission View is a village of tiny homes designed around a program intended to help those on a fixed income live in a secure and safe community, develop a small but real savings, and have a genuine sense of independence. Our target clientele are adult citizens 55 years and older of Grants Pass on a fixed income with vehicles who are experiencing homelessness as a result of their low monthly income. They must be in good enough health physically to not require a medically assisted living environment, but they may receive in-home health care. Residents of the Mission View Village will receive monthly visits with mission staff to ensure that they're managing their finances and developing a small savings, keeping up with necessary medical appointments and participating in community events. These are intended to give each member a voice in their village as well as empower them with the choices that come with a financial future. We are still in the getting the concept to paper phase, but our hope is that if we could raise the funds to expedite this project quickly, we could provide a model for future projects that would require creative land use ideas. As our plans become more definitive beyond the feasibility stage, we will invite you to become a part of the process, including help us choose which construction designs best fit our clientele and our greater neighborhood here on Foundry Street. In order to move this project forward, we will truly need your prayers and financial support. Together, we can do great things. So now that you've had a chance to see what we're talking about and, and what Mission View Village is all about, I am here in the studio with our very own Bobby Galley and Monica Conley and uh, our men's coordinator, our women's coordinator, and we're going to talk about some of their experiences with people that are in this age bracket and income bracket and just kind of talk about you know how... How would a, a program like Mission View Village be helpful to our own population that we sometimes get in the Gospel Rescue Mission? And we've been working at this for a long time and gotten to see that. There's a, the, the American Society on Aging says this. They say that homelessness among older adults is increasing. Among single homeless adults, approximately half are ages 50 and over of these almost half uh, first become homeless after the age of 50. Mm. What are you seeing as far as, I mean, I know our regular age bracket, our, our average age is right around 41, 42 years old on average for what we see in the mission. What do you do with that 58-year-old somebody who's really nice, who's who's not really strung out on drugs or alcohol, but they need some help. Tell me, have you have you run into that, Monica? 
I have yeah. often. The actually the majority of the women that I have in the mission currently are fifty and over. Yeah. Um, my oldest is in her seventies. Yeah. And she she's worked her whole life, and she's got her retirement income, and and she's been looking for housing, but she can't afford what's out there. Right. A whopping income. retirement income right. of what? Uh, Roughly. I would say about thirteen hundred dollars a month. Thirteen hundred bucks mm-hmm. a month. Do you do do you think you can get into a house at thirteen hundred dollars a month in in our market right now? I mean, what do you what do you think the average? Just a guess on what the average rental price is for a two bedroom. Well, I haven't looked at many two bedrooms, but I have been helping her look at one bedrooms, yeah. and I've seen a lot of one bedrooms for twelve hundred dollars. Right. So for ninety percent of her income, she can get an apartment. <laughs> as on long her as own. she doesn't want to. As eat long as she doesn't want electricity or electricity <laughs> or to flush the toilet. Yeah, yeah. And she doesn't. She doesn't get food stamps. Right. Um, she's outside of the she's bracket. She's outside for, of the bracket. SNAP. Right. Yep. Wow. So she doesn't get food stamps. So everything is out of her own pocket. She's and she. We were just talking today, and she's. We currently have her saving money, uh, and she's got some dental stuff that she needs to have done, but it's all going to come out of her pocket because she can't afford it. She can't afford. Well, she's got Medicare Advantage. Yeah, but it doesn't cover near as much. Yeah, as what you would hope it would. Right, right. I'm imagining that there are people listening to this or watching right now that are that are going, "Amen." You know, because they're because they're in that same spot maybe, um, and maybe they can afford it, but still, I mean. You say you can afford it. What does that mean? I mean, that, that still hurts, right? You right. know, a good chunk of dental work can cost a lot of money. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Bobby, you've had you've had some older guys coming through. I mean, I, I remember a guy just recently that re, he's reminding me every time he asked me to help him up the stairs, the three steps to get into our door. I'm eighty. By the way, I'm eighty. <laughs> you know, <laughs> he's, can you hold my walker for me? I'm eighty. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, it's. It's definitely a challenge because rental places want you to have two and a half times the amount of income. And so most of these guys that are in that, you know, 800 to 1400 range, you know, they can afford a three or $400 apartment according to that model. Yeah. And those just don't exist anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. I've, I've seen people that rent, that were renting. I've had residents here that were that came here because they got kicked out of the garage that they were sleeping in, that had no heat, that they just had it was just a place to crash, and they were paying six hundred dollars a month, just kind of under the table, to some guy to let them sleep in a garage, yeah, with a sleeping bag, and maybe maybe a light. Maybe. There's <laughs> there's a house. Just a couple blocks up from us uh-huh. that I've watched them renovate over the last few months. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking somewhere I had got it in my mind that it was going to be like rent a room, low income. And so I looked into it when it was finished. Mm-hmm. I want to say it's like $1,400 for a room. Wow. Wow. At this place. It's just, it seems seems pretty hopeless for individuals who... Like you said, their income is not going to improve. 
My gal, she's in her 70s. She's worked her why, whole why life. Why didn't she just why? get out and get a job? Well, What's the matter with her? I mean, <laughs> she could, and she tried. Yeah. She tried, but yeah. she's 70. There's not a lot right. that she can do. Right. You know, you got a you got a, a 20-something, you know, not long out of high school and everything like that that, you know, can stock shelves right. and can be on their feet for an eight-hour shift, and it's no big deal for them. The older adult that, you know, has a great mind still, um, fantastic personality, but just can't stand right. for that long and need, needs breaks. You know, it just, it just can't do it. Their, their feet hurt too bad, mm-hmm. you know, to, to be up that, that long. And, and, uh, and even if they got hired for the four hours that they can stand, well, that's only four hours worth of income. And again, I, I got to compete against a, uh, you know, a young family that's trying to move into a house or an apartment. Right. Whew. It's it's really crazy. Um, that same uh, American Society on Aging, they say people 65 and older are the fastest growing age group of people who are homeless. By 2030, their numbers will triple. While homelessness is devastating for all, older adults face additional risks and harm from the experience. What kind of things are older adults struggling with that are coming in to the Gospel Rescue Mission? I mean, I think uh, a big part of it is safety yeah. on the streets. You yeah. know, uh, they're an easy mark because mm-hmm. they're older, they're maybe a little frailer, you know, less prone to, you know, like they're that. more prone to flight than fight. Yeah. And so, you know, their stuff can get ransacked repeatedly, and there's nothing that they can really do about it um, in in the parks, in the those situations. Yeah. Or to just give in, right? If you have somebody who's stronger than you that wants your stuff and tells you you're going to give me that, it's easier to just give it to them. Right. to keep themselves safe. So it's not even, they're not always fighting back, but they don't feel like they can say no. They have no way to save right. themselves right. except to just, here, take it. And and if and if all they're getting taken from them is their physical goods. And that's not all they're getting taken from right, them. Right, right. I mean, that's that's just saying they, they got off lucky. Yeah. If, if that's, you know, uh, and, and, and they know it. And feel blessed by that, in a yeah. sense. You know how I'm blessed that they only stole everything I have. Right, I've had a couple they didn't of do worse. Right, I've had a couple of older women that have come in that did have more taken from them. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we're talking being physically assaulted. Yes. Sexually assaulted. The 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 uh, the kinds of things that that are being done on the streets of our good little community here in, in Grants Pass. And it's a good community. I mean, we've got a, we've got a lot of good people we here do. and everything like that. But these things happen not in broad daylight. Right. You know, the, this place, you know, is, is crazy after dark. <laughs> and, uh, and, and this is happening in our, well, in our parks, in our public restrooms and, and, and in, you know, public places. And, and it's, it's terrifying. It's it's absolutely terrifying. Mm-hmm. Um, I I remember um, it was a year before last when uh, Shauna was working here and she was working with a gal that um, 
kept getting her. We couldn't figure out why is your saving? Why are you not? Why are you not saving money? And uh, she had these these guys that were texting her, mm-hmm. and uh, and then uh, asking her to to help them by buying like Google cards or something like that, um, some kind of gift card uh, at the at the grocery store, five hundred dollars a piece. And then, and then just calling and giving her them the numbers on it, you know, cause, and, and she was convinced she was helping them. Yeah. And so she was just giving them money and giving them money, and we kept trying to stop it and stop it. We called the police. We got all kinds of things involved, and they were just like, yeah, if she keeps doing it, you can't really stop her. Um, we have no ability to stop her. And so you start wondering, okay, where is that line where um, – you know, can somebody enforce a line somewhere, you know, that, that makes this thing stop? I think that's just kind of the, the challenge. I mean, this is a very vulnerable community. Yeah. So, so Mission View Village, the, the idea that, that we had, you know, we've been working on this since, um, I don't know, April or May or something. We've been working around this idea, and, and it's been cooking in our, in our slow cooker for a while here as we've looked at um, – we went up. We went up to uh, Eugene and Bobby. You were with me on that, and Eric was with me on that. As we went up to Eugene to look at the Emerald Village up there, what did you, what did you think of Emerald Village, Village as we went through and just kind of looked around? I mean, I thought it was a very good program. Um, they had a, you know, basically every individual that lived there had buy-in in the facility itself as far as they had uh you know a committee that they were on and a part of to help make the place better okay. and so yep. um you know they had to pay their rent which i think was like a third of their it was like 300 it was something. between 3 and 400 bucks a month basically yeah yeah and you know but in the same way they were held kind of responsible and accountable for cleanliness and you know those type of things and they had the group cook area which was um you know very clean and nice and Mm -hmm. kept that way by the residents yeah and so that aspect it was it was very good yeah yeah i I would say um they were doing the things that we at the mission here just kind of call chores which Mm -hmm. is what you and I call them in our houses at, at home yeah. anyways, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, we make them partake in, in just keeping the place clean. Um, and and that, was, that was really good. Um, what were some of the things that, do you remember anything that you, you thought stood out as far as like, boy, if we were to do something like this, I would change this? <clears throat> I think they, they had the actual kind of like a rental agreement to where if they brought somebody in that was not good, a good fit, whether it was drugs or, you know, hostility, it, you know, the lady shared that it took six months, almost a year to get them out. Meanwhile, everybody else is kind of nervous, walking on eggshells, wondering, you know, if anything was going to happen. And so... They had to come up with the funds for an attorney to to get all that happening, right? Yeah, and so that aspect, you know, it it almost created an unsafe environment for everybody else. Yeah, by no fault of their own, 
it was just somebody kind of slipped through the screening cracks and became a big problem for a long time. You know, and, and it's, you guys do screening. I mean, and, and really, how many people have you had that, I mean, it's, it's easy to get somebody slipping through the screening cracks, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Often. You know, isn't that isn't that the kind of the where we suddenly become aware of? Oh no, here's a here's an elderly person that doesn't meet our program requirements, but they were they interviewed well, and we didn't really understand that they didn't meet our interview requirements, or, you know, our intake requirements until they were kind of already in. Yeah. And so now that they're in, you know, we're not just harsh and go, hey, kick you to the curb. We are just like, okay, now we've got to find a place for you. But sometimes those are the people that can end up staying here for the longest period of time, right? Yeah. yeah. Like uh, when I first started, yeah. I inherited a, a gentleman yeah. <laughs> yeah. that uh, was our doorman. Yeah. And yeah. he was a very nice guy, very yep. sweet guy, you know, did whatever he could but he was older and he had some physical um, limitations and stuff limitations that made him not a good fit for the program and in the same way he was on the fixed income we would try to get him into uh the disabled you know elderly and disabled housing but because he's been living here on the fixed income not spending money saving money with only the hundred dollar food fee you know, he had a significant amount of savings, which eliminated him from that. Qualifying from the program. Yeah, qualifying from the program. Right. And so then we had to try to figure out how to make that work when he was well qualified for that type of house. If you'd never let him through the doors, he would have probably qualified. Yeah. And, and, and that same guy also got like during his stay got taken advantage of one time oh. where they basically were, were a, you know, he had a money in his savings and decided that he was going to solve a problem for a local church mm-hmm. and write off all of his savings to them yeah. to, to help solve their problem. The church not realizing, hey, this is all this guy has. And part of his qualification to stay here is he needs to be increasing savings and and so so we did this big this big dilemma and again it's not it's not necessarily that everybody that that victimizes these people do so even intentionally right mm-hmm. and you know and so and so they're, they're not trying to to hurt this guy they just uh, a series of events and he still has his own power of attorney he can write spend his money any way he wants nobody can stop him except for unless you could leverage his housing against it and say, you can't stay if you're going to do that, you know, or whatever. Um, But at that point in time, you need to kind of consider, should he, does he still qualify to manage his own power of attorney? At some point in time, somebody needs to go, maybe what he needs is a rep payee and figure all that out. And this is the other dilemma with, with Social Security. So he has, let's say somebody has Social Security, you know, income of some kind or disability income of some kind. You're only allowed to have so much in savings before they stop the payments to you. So, mm-hmm. and I think that it's a small amount. It's something like two thousand dollars. Two thousand dollars. So, so somebody is saving money to try to get first and last in a deposit or something like that, and 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 everything. 
But the minute that they save the money and qualify, they lose the income. So you, there's all these bizarre catch-22s that you're just trying to constantly solve. And, mm-hmm. and the catch-22s are often even, they're, they're part of the government help program, but government help programs <laughs> often aren't as helpful as they'd like you'd like them to be, you know. And so a lot of hoops to jump through. There really is. And 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 you're talking about somebody who's who might be having a hard time, they're starting to have a hard time remembering the details mm-hmm. of things anyways. And so they're oh yeah, I forgot. Sorry, I I wrote the check. Or sorry, I you know, whatever. And now they gotta re up their program. It just becomes complicated and difficult. So so the gospel rescue mission. So we we have sat down. We're talking about you know this idea of a tiny home village and and the idea of well what if we just had something that doesn't we're not worried about government you know hoops to jump through. What if we just say hey look here's what we're going to do. We're going to give you a three hundred fifty four hundred dollar a month rent. It's not even really a rent. It's a program fee. You're you're part of a program. You're going to pay to be in this program. And as long as you pay to be in this program every month, and as long as you keep your end of the contract every month, well, guess what? You can stay here for the rest of your life, potentially, mm-hmm. as long as you are physically able. Yeah. Um, I think that that could solve a lot of problems. And, and, then if, and then if I have coordinators, trained coordinators who are used to managing people that can start going, okay, Bring me your finances every month. Let me look at them. Let me make sure that you're actually saving money and not just and not just getting taken advantage of. You know, we see this a lot even with people helping their children, mm-hmm. right? I mean, people, kids that are, you know, strung out on the streets or whatever, but they keep hitting up mom, and mom keeps giving out, you know. Everything she has. Everything she has. Even though... She's been told. Yeah, you gotta save money. You she's can't doing, keep doing that. Because she's doing like a mom would do. Yeah, I'll, I'll give up my mm-hmm. life for yours. You know, she's she's yeah. doing this thing that is that is noble on one end, and at the same time, we're going. Yeah, you know what though, your your child's an adult, <laughs> and 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 uh, you need to start saving and taking care of you. They should be taking care of you by now, but they're not mm-hmm. because our society's upside down, yeah. right? So. Well, to yeah. go to go back to our original example there, uh, the doorman, he would probably still be here mm-hmm. if, you know, um, a family didn't take it upon themselves to make a room in their house, you know, set up a bathroom, you know, wheelchair access or well, walker accessible you know, facilities and... It's out of the goodness of their heart. Mm -hmm. Yeah, out of the goodness of their heart because, you know, they're not not making a ton of money on it. They're not getting rich off it, that's for sure. But if they wouldn't have, you know, had that compassion and opened up their home to him, he might still very well be here. Right. And because I hadn't come up with... A rock solid solution. The we solution came go, to you. Yeah. This, yeah. We were going to go through another round with the senior and disability services. I think we had all the the boxes to look right. Right. But there was no 
guaranteed because with this guy, he couldn't walk, but he could do a little shuffle. Yeah. And kind of like he was trotting. Yeah. And so, but to just walk, that wasn't easy for him. It would take him, you know, several minutes to go, you know, 10 or 12 steps. Yeah. But if he kind of got into a little rhythm of a trot, he would do okay. And so the one time he (laughs) happened to be coming back from the store as the guy came up and he trotted across the street and that disqualified him right there. Like, look, he's in great shape. Look yeah, at him he's running like, oh, around. he's moving around good. Yeah, and yeah. so there's things like that that we kept running into yeah. to try to get this guy help, whether it was the finances or the trotting. And it was, you know, like I said, he might still very well be here if it wasn't for that individuals. And those individuals are very few and far between and, you know, can't be – that's not the answer, you know, yeah. when we have probably 15 to 20% of our residents fall in this category. Yeah, yeah, that's that's exactly right. It, it, it's really tragic that you feel like the, the other service agencies that are that you you would think are geared to deal with this population, you almost have, you feel like, you feel like you're almost doing something deceptive to demonstrate that they qualify and 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 you you know we're Christians we're not into deceiving anybody about mm-hmm. about anything but but it's it's crazy that you you feel like you have to go to that extent to, just to try to compel somebody to consider hey this guy meets the the criteria and and so yeah. again it's like well what if there was a different way what if yeah. there was another way and I think that this is. Um, at a, we're at a great time and a great opportunity. I mean, how many, Monica, how long have you been with us now? Two years. Two years. You've been on staff. You've been with us for a long time. A long but, you time know, you, you've that, been You've been us at home with heart and mind for a long time. But, but two years. In two years, how many ladies do you think you've seen that would potentially qualify for a thing like a Mission View Village? In two years, yeah. at least 10. Yeah, at least ten I that agree. would be that would be solid residents yeah. for over there that would be absolutely appropriate. Yeah, um, without any like yeah. yeah of the slipping through the cracks yeah. things. So at least ten. Yeah, I agree. I would agree. Bobby, you have any idea? Probably about the same in just a short time you've been here, huh? Yeah, I mean, I would say I have five or six in the house right now that yeah. would uh, be good candidates mm-hmm. and. Yeah. You know, uh, the through All Care, they opened up the Ferguson house, mm-hmm. and between Monica and I, we oh Evan House, Evan house. house, Evan yeah. House. Sorry, yeah. oh Ferguson is the sober living. Yeah, yeah. Um, the Evans House, and between Monica and I, we had that place filled <laughs> on with, the first day. <laughs> yeah, and you know, I have I think three guys that are already on the waiting list. Yeah, there, um, because it's it would be a similar situation, yeah. affordable rent for seniors that are able to function on their own for the most part. Yeah, but just financially aren't in a spot where they can afford a thousand dollars a month or you know eight hundred dollars a month, even if they got a real cheap place. Yeah, right. Um, you know, even just renting a room in most places are seven hundred. 
to nine hundred bucks for just, a room. Yeah, just with to a rent shared a bathroom room. and a shared kitchen and everything like that. If you're yeah. even allowed to use those things. Yeah, yeah. And then you're in a point where yeah. there's you know several of those situations is they've rented a room, they put down a big deposit and stuff, and then they get immediately kicked out for one reason or another, and then there goes you know, $3,000 that they've sunk into the place. And the people are just like, what? What are you going to do? Right, right. Again, victimized yep. in, 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 you know, victimized with the best of intentions, you know. Yeah. So, so um, the, the, thing of, the thing I like about Mission View Village concept, the, the Mission View Village concept, is that, is that we've got this opportunity to think creatively about, um, about just land use about you know boy what what could we do if we just change some of our rules and regulations on on what you can do in a in a place and and can you make a model um you know i got to see doug walker do foundry village and and walk through foundry village when it was done and when he first when he first started doing it i i tell you i you know i saw i saw a, a garden shed on a flatbed trailer and you know raise money for foundry village and i thought no that's that's a garden shed you might put your dog in, your outside dog or whatever, in something like that. But that's not what you put a human in and everything. Um, but what Doug built at Foundry Village is really is really well done. And, and it's, mm-hmm. it's just tiny bedrooms um, that share uh, a kind of a communal living space and bathrooms and everything. It really was marvelously done. And, and in fact, I've reached out to Doug because I'd like to have him be a consultant on this project as well. The guy did genius work, and, and it, it really mm-hmm. looks nice. And, and, um, and again, we're not solving the, the entire homeless problem, but what we're doing is saying, here's a way that you could take a chunk of them that are confusing everybody about how do we solve the problem of homelessness. You know, you, you, when the minute you try and deal with the problem of homelessness, somebody's, you're, you're going to talk about the drug addict and somebody is going to tell you, well, you know, they're not all drug addicts. Yes, I know they're not all drug addicts. You know, some of them have mental illness. Yes, I know some of them have mental illness. And, and so then, then you go, okay, but let's deal with the mental illness people. Well, you know, they're not all mentally ill. Some of them are drug addicts, you know. So, it, it's always this moving Chasing target and everything, yeah. you know. And so, how do you fix the moving target? Well, what you do is you 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 hone in on something that you can do. Let's find right. something that we can do, right. and let's do it and build it right. And 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 I really think, again, I think the Gospel Rescue Mission is this great example of what you can do right. I mm-hmm. think Mission View Village is a nice addition to to the Gospel Rescue Mission package of what we can do and what we can do really well. We can do it without government funds, without tax dollars of any kind. Um, and here's the cool thing. Right now, if, if this is the first time that you're hearing about this um, as you're watching us or listening, is right now, this for this project, I've got a matching grant. So basically, I've got a commitment from an anonymous donor that said this, I will match everything that you can raise to that up to half the cost of the whole project. So I only have to raise the funds for half of the project to get the whole project paid for. Yeah. I mean, that is amazing. Yeah. That means, you know, if somebody goes, man, all I have is five bucks. Okay, well, what you have is 10. 
You know, I mean, mm -hmm. so a gift of $5 is $10. A gift of $20 is $40. $100 is $200. Thousands, $2,000, $10,000, you know, whatever. $100,000 is a $200,000 gift. And these people, I, we were like, well, you realize we could be talking at over a million dollars, right? And they're like, yep, let's just get her done. Let's get this thing done. We believe in you. We believe in what you do. We believe in, you know, we've seen the results of your team. We've seen you over the years. I mean, this is our 40th year uh, as, as a gospel rescue mission. We've got a long track record of doing this thing right and having some great results. Monica, you had this year half of the ladies who've come into your program have left with a sustainable income in a home. Half. One out of two people that walk in your doors leave with a sustainable income in a home. That is a number that has we've never seen anything like that at the Gospel Rescue Mission. That is how good it gets when we're able to really knuckle down and do the job that we do well. And we're able to hold people accountable to a program. And that's why the beauty of a program. The beauty of a program is you can say, is you can say hey, um, you get this in trade for your commitment to follow through with this program rules. And if you do it, we'll, we'll get you to a good end goal. And our end goal would be things like, Golly, I want you to be able to have some savings. Mm -hmm. I'd love to have you have you have an estate of some kind, something. You know, if you raise ten, if you if you save up ten thousand dollars in your, you know, of your meager income that you have, well, you know what? When you die, you have something you can give to your children. Mm -hmm. You know, and you can go. You know, hey, Grandpa didn't do everything right, but you know, but you know he. Yeah, for some way, he was able to save and survive and save some money. And there was a nice little gift to help his grandson or his granddaughter get into college or buy a car or whatever, you know. Right. Uh, you know, it, or he'd just pay for his own funeral and didn't cost his whole family, you know, whatever. I mean, it, it could be a beautiful thing. I think, um, I think that the things that we here at the mission give to our current residents is a sense of dignity integrity, purpose, and independence. And those are four things that we can give to our seniors who are homeless in the community that we would be able to get into Mission View Village. They would get yeah. those same things. Yeah. They and, and that's really, I mean, you think about our older population, and don't they deserve that? Yeah. Don't yeah. they deserve that? Yeah, they sure do. You know, it's, um, and the, the other thing that we give, on top of all of those things is we give community. Mm -hmm. I mean, how many of our people that have graduated from here are still your friends and mine? You and know they what? come back and visit us at the mission. We go <laughs> hang out with them at church, you know, and 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 all that stuff. And they, they come by, we see them across town, mm -hmm. we, 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 we have them over to our house for barbecues or whatever we're doing. You know, we meet at potlucks together. We do things together still because, I mean, I, I was thinking of uh, Aaron... Powell, um, who graduated mm -hmm. from the mission, and I saw him at the trunk retreat over at uh, over at the pursuit. He's out there. He's the popcorn guy, and he was out there giving out <laughs> bags of popcorn. I went, Aaron, how you doing? I said, you're the popcorn guy, and he says, my second year in a row, you know. And everything. <laughs> he was so proud of that, you know. And and I'm looking and just going, what a great thing, man, to be a part of 
a community of people that just share and love and, and, and help you, you know, feel like you still have purpose and meaning in your life because you do. Mm-hmm. And it's not, not just a, trying to add a false sense of right. community. I mean, it's just genuine community. Yeah. You know, we care for each other and stuff. So, mm-hmm. so part of this program will include things like church attendance and, and, and will include community involvement. I mean, we happen to have two, you know, on this block, two fantastic Christian ministries that they could be involved in, whether it's a uh, uh, helping out in our garden here, uh, volunteering, you know, around the mission, or one of our thrift stores, just keeping busy, or we could do it over at the Rock Food Pantry, you know, handing out food and different mm-hmm. things like that. Or just other things that might need to be done in our community, ways to contribute and plug in, like, you know, like a like a downtown, you know, Halloween thing like that River Valley does in, in downtown Grants Pass, or a trunk or treat at their church, or whatever else they're doing. I right. mean, it's a it's a great opportunity, and it's a great ministry. Um, well, guys, uh, you know, I, I just I think that it is. This is such a. a project that is timely. Our community needs it. Mm-hmm. it. They need a model of somebody to do it in a way that can be duplicated, right. that, mm-hmm. that, uh, that they can do other things with it, that maybe we can hit another niche market with it at some point um, with the same concept. Um, I think that it's a time when certainly our city councils and, and stuff like that, our community needs some wins. They need, to, they need to be able to say, you know, when, when everybody's wagging a finger at them saying, you're not doing anything. <laughs> you go, wait a minute, what are you talking about? We helped Mission View Village. We helped set this thing up and look at how many people we were able to get off our streets. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and, and out, of our, out of the alleyways and, and out of our neighborhoods, parking, living in a car or whatever, or out of our parks and into a place that's safe, that's secure, that's friendly, that's inviting, that's part of a community. And, and um, they feel loved on, they feel cared for, they feel a sense of worth. That's, that's what we're hoping for with Mission View Village. Guys, I really appreciate you coming in here and visiting with me on this. Um, again, I, I think um, if, if somebody's listening to this and they're just like, man, I, I'd like to be a part of that, uh, we are really, this month, next month, we are really trying to, to really activate um, what we're doing on this. We're really trying to ratchet up uh, just public awareness on it. We're, we'll be having some drawings, some, uh, some drawings of what could be done on the property itself, and we'll have those to show maybe in the middle of December sometime. Um, we're going to be uh, just continuing to ask for your support. Remember, every gift that you give to Mission View Village uh, will be doubled because of the generous uh, donation uh, matching grant that's been offered to us on this project. And we could get this done relatively quickly. It's still a pretty small project considering, I mean, the, the overall cost, considering what we can actually accomplish with this. And then to imagine that this is something that we can actually, once it's built, we could duplicate this. We could do it in other places in our community. We could do it maybe in, maybe you're listening to this and you're not in Grants Pass, but you'd say, I'd like to have something like that in our community. I'd have a model that we could show you, that we could take to your city council and do something like that. So support us and and, and help us with this. What a great way to, to make this project. I'd love to see us really, you know, scratching the dirt pretty hard 
um, before the end of 2024. And I think we could do that with your help. So again, uh, our, our uh, web address is grantspassmission.org and look for the Mission View Village tab and click on that. It'll tell you, we keep you we'll keep you updated as to where we are and uh, all the progress we've been making. And, um, and again, we really need your support. So thank you for taking the time to listen. And, uh, and thank you, Bobby and Monica, for sharing a few minutes with me in front of a camera. <laughs> and uh, and uh, check us out. Share this with a friend. Thank you again.